We are going on vacation tomorrow, which I realize sounds ridiculous. But... No, it doesn't. Okay. Everybody needs a break. Well, we're going to Nicaragua tomorrow, so I'm very excited. Um, we're an itinerary, or what? What's the plan for going over there? Volcanoes and boat right. rides and chocolate tours, and I don't know all the things you're supposed to do in Okay. Um, what are you drinking today? Well, I decided to retry the pomegranate tequila, but guess what? Oh, I should have brought it upstairs. I actually took it upon myself to take our own advice, and I got the um, the Ocho Plata okay. tequila that I had talked about in our first episode, and I mixed it with the pomegranate liqueur, and it's good. It's good. Good. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Paloma, which is my favorite. I'm going to try to balance out my ratchet. Because, um, as I said, <laughs> I was hoping that we got far enough removed from the last episode that I would forget what we talked about so we could just like record it straight if we had to re record it. Okay. And not only have I forgotten, but I have new fun stories that have added to my <laughs> added to what I put on the record. So I'm so excited to get into <laughs> Here, I see the eyes in the comments. Oh my god, it's yes, exactly the eyes. <laughs> well before it gets ugly, cheers. <laughs> Don't say ugly, it's gonna be great. Um Alex said we got sound this time. Yes, we are excited yes, to have sound this time. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, on your scaling, that means you're ratchet today. Are we switching? Are you the ratchet one? I think so. I think <laughs> I think I have ratchet stories to share. I don't think I'm the ratchet one, but I feel like every time I put on this dress, I get into some shit or I cause some shit. So here we go. Okay, listen, I'm not here to dictate your scaling. You let us know how you're feeling. <laughs> also, I've been doing this intermittent fasting, so I've had, I can't start eating until 11 o'clock my time, because uh, I have this little bitty bitty string bikini to get into for my birthday, but... Which is why, yep, we're 30 minutes later. Which is why, which is why we're late, because I couldn't start drinking until 11 my time. Uh, but I want y'all to know I had a vitamin and now tequila today, so I hope that there were enough nutrients okay. and, and the vitamins. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm feeling sophisticated, guys. I've gotten some stuff done today. I'm drinking the better tequila. Like, I'm on the up and up, you know? Payday for a lot of people, so it could work. <laughs> I appreciate the balance. I appreciate the gym. Right, exactly. We can't both be on ratchet level. That's probably not a good sign. Not every time. Any, but... <laughs> so, um, no, I would. I would like for you to start first because I would, I would like for you to start us with some normalcy, and then I'll. Okay, so the topic, guys, today is struggle love, right? And so <laughs> we're talking about struggle love, and we'll actually segue into some deal breakers too. But for those that may not be familiar with the term struggle love, I got a little background, some little definitions, kind of information for us that we can start off with before we transition into all of Autumn's nonsense. <laughs> so um, the blackdoctor.org describes struggle 
situation. Oh, I feel like that's not how I would define struggle. Also, that means that I probably cause struggle love for everybody I've ever dealt with. I apologize. If the definition we're going with is long-term stress. So to me, I think of struggle love as being like in the trenches. Like, like we're still negotiating how you made that baby on me and embarrassed me in public. And now we're still trying to figure out why you cheating again and there's another scare. Like for me, struggle love is when you don't learn the lessons of the shit that y'all went through. And or I also associate just struggle as a concept with something that happens in your 20s. Like once you hit 31, you're supposed to come out of that. Uh -uh, church finger here. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I agree with you that, you know, um, like I agree with that that scenario that you gave about having a baby and we still cheat and we didn't learn the lesson. I don't agree with the age frame because clearly age is a non-factor in this situation because the same article lists Rashida Frost that we all know from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta as the poster child of struggle love, okay? I don't know who that is. Can you give me the, some like... Was in the same scenario. She was in the same scenario. Her husband cheated on her multiple times on the damn show. On the show? Yes, yes. Every season it's a different cheat. Like, cheated on her multiple times and ended up having a baby on her. And they're still together talking about the this in 20 years. Girl, I don't know if I care about that. Like, mm. you could have spent the last four, really, like, you know, living your best life on your own instead of struggling in this partnership. I, I feel like there's so much in there for me. First of all, they are, you know, midlife. He didn't embarrass her in public. Like, he had a baby. And keeps cheating on the show, and they still going through it. I... And they still together. Black, black love. Daddy black love. Don't ever put them with the hashtag, please, because that, that is toxic. <laughs> so we did have a comment when we tried to do this two weeks ago about, um, you know, we not supporting our men like Granny used to support Granddaddy. No. All my grandmas got multiple cheating stories. Like one of them dragged me with her multiple times to confront mistresses. The other one I watched walk down the block when she was sick of my grandfather not being home at the time he was supposed to be and like knocked on the door of where he was at and was like, yo, it's time for you to come home. Like, I, <laughs> I'm too old to ride or die. Like I'm not, this is part of this like struggles for your 20s thing. I'm, I'm not a ride or die anymore. I don't, I don't want to do that. that are actually in connection with struggle love. Ride or die, she stood beside me. Uh -uh. Like, that, no, that's a bad connotation of you keep putting me in these shitty-ass predicaments. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to hear that. That's not a title that I'm here for. I don't need to be a ride or die. First of all, I'm not dying. You can ride by yourself. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. No. So, yeah. I feel so cool. your age thing. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I feel like everybody I know in our 20s, like, we were struggling to establish ourselves in career and or trying to, um, and she didn't come up in time when it was frowned upon for her to have a job. Yes, exactly. Granny couldn't support herself. She couldn't open a bank account by herself. Like, she couldn't do any okay, of the things. No access. She had no access to any type of capital. And yes, yes, I agree. Um, but I was going to say, I feel like all of us, like, in our 20s, 
we were struggling to establish ourselves in our career. We were struggling to figure out what we wanted in relationships. We were, you know, struggling. I think, I don't remember if I said this the last time, but my first job out of college, I made $35,000 a year. And I was so excited. I was, too far off. I was so excited to see $35,000 a year on that offer letter because it was the first time it wasn't hourly and $35,000 sounded like a lot of money. But like, I don't even know how we lived on the, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how we did anything, right? So I just feel like the 20s were the time for figuring out what you did and didn't want in every aspect of your life by the time. And I always say that 30 was such a like shock, right? Like I hit 30 and felt like, what the fuck? In every, like across the board, 31 is when it kind of mellowed out. But 30, I was like, I, I hate my body. I hate the way I look. What's going on here? Um, Cause you, I don't, you know, there's like hormonal weight shifts at 30. And now I'm at like, I actually would not go back to my 20 year old body. I love the way I look now, but I just feel like like the 20s and, and 30 to 31 were for like struggling and figuring it out. But once you get past that, like we're not knocking on granddaddy's mistress's door. We're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's great in theory, you know, to say that you'll be with your friends, you're going to buy some tires and, you know, slash some tires and buy some like those. I'm not doing that either. Girlfriend, but yeah, that's, I mean, mid to 30s is autumn likes to put me. I think I got it. <laughs> Don't do that. The whole audience put you at mid thirties last time. We're not rehashing age things. Yo, husband said. Let me not cause discourse in your household. I love you, Tal. I'm sorry. fortunate to mostly date really good guys like things didn't work out for whatever reason but I've never experienced a thing in a relationship that I was like oh yeah never again like this is a deal breaker right like there's some personality types that I'm like never again but no one has ever treated me in a way that I'm like never again so I am like just discovering that these things that you see on memes are like real as I attempt to talk to people no, on, like on like, dating apps it's so ghetto <laughs> So look, <laughs> which I love my single friend. Shout out to my single friend. But, um, some of the stories you guys have make Calvin and I be very grateful to have each other. So I was <laughs> one of my best friends and I. He's a guy in Atlanta, and I'm a woman, obviously in Costa Rica. Um, but we compare notes on like dating apps sometimes. And so this week he's been really complaining about. Um, Bumble. He's newly trying Bumble, where the woman has to make the first move because he said he's tired of chasing women that don't want to be chased anyway. Um, and he was, first of all, he had an observation that I thought was interesting. He said that he found that white women have like exciting looking pictures, where they out doing shit, and you can get a sense of like their interests and personalities. 
but black women only post selfies and mirror pics. Like, look at my face, that's all you need. Which I thought was interesting. So I, in an attempt to make conversation with this guy that I matched on Bumble, which also, he is a black man that lives in Florida, I think, who is planning to come here. So he's on travel mode, which is a whole different thing. Like our conversation is really inconsistent, but he decided he wanted to have a whole conversation last night. And he starts telling me, oh, and I had mentioned to him, you know, what Tor said, and he's like, yeah, I think your friend is right, but like, it's not deterrent. But then he goes on to tell me how he would never seriously date an American black woman. Like he's, he's dead set on foreign. And I was like, sweetheart. Well, but no, we already established that. He, we already established that I was an American black woman and he was already like, well, do you deal with regular black guys or just exotic ones in Costa Rica? And I was like, no, nigga, like I'm talking to you and I don't talk to them, right? <laughs> but so last night he decides is when he wants to go in on telling me like how black women are nurturers and just all these tropes that like I see on the internet, but I've never experienced in my own life anybody saying to me or feeling. Um, so you like black women aren't nurturers, they won't cook you dinner. And I was like, well, have you communicated that dinner is a deal breaker for you? Because I don't know any women that won't cook you dinner. Like I, I know plenty of women who don't even cook for themselves every night. But I don't know anybody who will draw the hard ass line and say, I'm not cooking you dinner if you want dinner. And he was like, well, I shouldn't have to communicate it because Latinas and Asian women are uh, just natural nurture, and I was like, what? What? I was like, sir, how are we having, like, why do you feel like I'm the person to share all of this with? What is your end goal in talking to me? <laughs> like, Clearly not to finish this conversation after that. What else I said? I was like, hey, I have no intentions of dating you anyway, but if you would like right. to, like, get up a couple of times when you're here, you should stop talking to me now. And he continued talking and I was like, I'm just gonna reiterate, like, what's your end goal? Like, do you, are you hoping? So, do those type, let's be specific, those type of black men not realize that type of language is a deterrent? Well, so look, I really hope he starts a conversation this weekend so I can ask him to pass me to one of his friends so that his friend right. can attest for him that black women do nurture. Like, because I'm a person who loves to cook and I cook for everybody that comes to my house and I'm never cooking. I, like, I would never cook for right. this person. I think I might cook for just off of the strength of what he said that we never cook. And like, you can actually cook very well. Like, all types of nutrition that I can But it sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm learning though, and so and I are preparing this, I'm learning that there's like this whole subset of people who like, are just very ghetto themselves, and so they bring yeah, struggle. I was gonna say, is that self self sabotaging at that point? Because like you're just literally telling people that no, don't talk to me because I'm trash. Like, I also was literally like, sir, at most we're gonna smash. Like that's it. But if you keep talking, we're not even doing that. Like I just feel like we're not doing none of it. I'm very clear about what my intentions are, and you still talking. But he's uh, he's thirty nine, and so that's way past twenty. And I just think see, about this, like see, this is why I told you that age is not a factor in this. But he's gonna struggle by himself, not. regardless. But age isn't a factor. I mean, in theory, we'd like to think that you know, oh, by your twenties, you've grown out of some of the dumb stuff and the nonsense, and you're able to mature, handle situations better. But at almost forty, he's showing you that. Her cross shows us every season on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. That's not how that works. 
So I came to a realization last night because I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was talking about like, you know, she going to get off again once we married. And for those of you who don't know me, I've already been married. I've got the kids and cute matching t-shirts. I don't really feel compelled to do that again. And we've got a good relationship, right? So last night she was like, yeah, I kind of want a husband, but I don't want to be a wife. And I was like, no, I kind of miss being a wife, but I don't want a husband. Like, I don't want to have to ask somebody before I go somewhere. I don't want to have to check in with you. I, like, I either at this stage in my life, I told her, I was like, I don't, I don't want to build with you. Like, I've already achieved my goals. I don't want to, I don't want to be a power couple. I want to be a trophy wife or I want to be single. Like, either make enough money that I don't have to think so that when I have to listen to you tell me about your boring ass day, it's at least worth it because I can do what I want while you're at work. And by the way, like, I'll help you build on your dreams. I don't want to build together. I don't want to do that. I don't want... I don't want us to build an empire. I feel like I built what I want in my empire. You can build what you want of your empire and then we can come together and I can make you the envy of your friends. Um, I mean, so you want a husband that you live separately from? Like, all of you sound like one yes. of those wives that want to live in a separate house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been saying that a lot lately too, right? Like, that I feel like if I ever get married again, we either have to have a house that's big enough for us to live on separate floors Cause the struggle is I still want consistent sex, right? Like I still, you still gotta come in the bedroom, but like, I don't wanna have to, and we can have dinner together. No, this is the part I haven't worked out yet. So I, anyway, yes, increasingly I understand why couples live in separate houses, yes. Um, but maybe that's not a requirement, but I do, I, I do, I don't wanna build together. I need you to already build and do what you want. Like, Again, I want to be a trophy wife or I want to be single. I, don't want to, I feel like my new relationship deal breaker is if you tell me that you're looking for someone to build with, I'm not that. I don't want to be that. If I'm going back to my notes of a relationship or partnership where one person. I acknowledge <laughs> that in the beginning. having a migraine and an erection at the same time like i am the problem and the cure all the time every time oh <laughs> listen self-awareness is key i mean i i was probably a little struggling early on but you know now that i'm a wonderfully married woman don you and i are so similar that i know you cause me stress at least once a week i know it <laughs> I know you stress and force how out weekly. Please don't comment in here, dude. Yeah, don't comment. I got you. Don't, don't, don't aim in anything. Thank you for joining. Okay. So what are the deal breakers that help, help you at least filter out struggle about whatever definition my definition is different like we're not gonna be in the trenches together we're not doing that uh, i might stress you out i'll relieve the stress and i'll put up your stress too because your presence is gonna stress me out so um <laughs> you're, breathing. You're, you're, you're still here oh my god oh my god why haven't you yet yet Cheating, but 
the physical part of cheating. That's a straight no for me. Like, after you're done, just go ahead and bring your, I hope you pack your bags with you because you can just go ahead on. Like, there are too many steps to cheating that there wasn't a mistake. Your dick didn't fall in. Like, it wasn't a slip and a oops and a there we are. Like, <laughs> but I asked you this the last time because I feel like sometimes maybe mistake is a strong word, but sometimes it wasn't planned. Sometimes you just went out and that looked good and. Yes, but there are so many things that happened in that unplanned event. Like, you still talk to her. You still, you know, either whether she approached you or you approached her, there was some conversation that initiated. It wasn't like you just looked at each other and you took your clothes off. There was some conversation. There was some type of travel, whether it was to the bathroom in the same facility that you're in or to somebody's house. There was still some type of travel. There's kissing, hugging, touching. It's not always kissing things that could happen okay i'm trying to speak for the everyday person not autumn i'm just saying like sometimes you had a couple drinks and that right song came on and you got the dancing scenario and when I've thought about the me it's been like oh me would never go along with this shit come on and give me what I want <laughs> so yes sometimes we do think about me <laughs> public but if y'all went to the restroom and like nobody we knew in common was there that's fine as long as it wasn't something that was going to embarrass me I could I could forgive the physical for me it's the emotional if you gave her you like I'm we're not I'm not dealing with that you can put your dick in her that's fine make sure I don't find out find out and maintain the lie forever like don't let her call my phone don't we're not we can't do any of that don't don't you Barbara this is Shirley me don't you do it um <laughs> don't you do it uh but i can forgive i can forgive sex i can't forgive her knowing like what excites you what worries you her knowing your vulnerabilities especially if you're not telling me those things right because emotional cheating you're usually telling the person something you're not telling your partner if she knows things about you that I don't know, like if we could ever be in a situation, she'd be like, that's why your husband feels like X, Y, Z, or your man feels like X, Y, Z. And I'm like, excuse me, bitch, now I got to fight. Like, now we got to fight. Don't tell me about my partner. Um, I agree with you on that one. That is something that I say all the time, and I, I've even said to my own friends, like, there should never be anybody that can tell me anything about my man that I don't already know, whether it's, oh, yeah, he was out here, I know, girl, I know, he had sex me when he got there, like, you know, or, you know, he said this, I 
know. We had talked about it last week. Like, but if somebody can bring something to me, like you said, that's a problem. Yeah. Jay said, or if you were telling him or her issues about yourself. Now, I'm really guilty of that with my close friends. And I feel like if you're telling somebody that has a vested interest in, like, this working out, I'm okay with you telling them and getting perspective. I'm even okay with you going to, like, I would recommend if someone was dating me that you go to Torrance or Sean or Jaden and ask them, like, how do I deal with this shit? Because this is some shit, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they usually know. That's why we've been friends for the years we've been friends. I can deal with you telling issues. Uh, I can't deal with you telling secrets, right? So if you're like... Autumn is really scared about X, Y, Z. Like, she can't know your vulnerabilities or mine. Uh, y'all really don't need to be talking. Like, don't exchange numbers. Fuck it, that's what she's going to do. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Tell, telling the one you're cheating on with, guy. Uh, fuck it, that's what y'all going to do, but you don't need to have a conversation. Like, what y'all talking about? What is, why? Why y'all talking? And I guess, guess that, I guess back to your point of she, there shouldn't be any communication with you and her anyway. No. So she definitely shouldn't be bringing up, like, <laughs> Yeah. I really feel like I don't even want her to know your name. Like, don't double dip and go to the same one. <laughs> Fuck if that's what you're going to do, and then bring your ass home and tell me about your monotonous ass day. Right. She shouldn't know your favorite color or nothing crazy like that. None of it. Got it. She shouldn't be able to do little cute gift things. She shouldn't know your birthday. None of it. I think another deal breaker for me is somebody that well now i'm speaking from being married right if you can't protect and provide that's a huge deal breaker and we talked about this situation that i was telling you about my girlfriends and i we were talking about some post that was on facebook about this it was crazy like some lady had borrowed money from a guy or the guy came to collect it but her husband was there and the husband watched the guy like push her down and almost hit her and so like what there are too many wrongs in that whole thing right there like first of all you're borrowing money and you got a husband why your husband didn't try to find money like even if he didn't have the money he should have been the one to try to find the money not you and two why how you like what push down knock over it i don't think talvin or my damn dog let anybody within a two feet radius of me before either one of them want to knock somebody out. So I know good and well that situation would never happen. Like, never. And the fact that both occurred, I mean, that's beyond a deal breaker. That's struggle love. That's breaking deals. That's, that ain't it. That's all. <laughs> I feel like we did get into this because the same friend that complains about Bumble, we also have this conversation about like what it means to provide, like what it means when women marry for security or, or date for security. Um, and for me, it's just knowing that you got it. Like whatever it is today, it's not even necessarily financial. It is like, yeah, I certainly can't get knocked down by anybody. But I remember, um, I told the story on the, the missing episode, but I remember once I had driven up to Dallas, my one of my guy best friends was in Dallas for the weekend, friend that was visiting another of our friends. And I had driven up and I get there and he's like, all right, I'm about to take your car to fill it up because I'm, I'm spoiled as a friend. Um, so he goes to fill my car up and he comes back and he's like, yo, your tire pressure light is on and three of your tires were low on pressure. I filled them up, but I thought you told me you were dating someone. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of seeing someone. And he was like, 
Okay, but three, he, right, he was like, three of your tires don't go low on just this two and a half hour drive. So he lets you get on the road without like checking the car. And I was like, I don't even know that I mentioned that I was here. And he was like, okay, listen, he was like, I know your father. Your father only respects me because I was able to call him when we were in college and tell him, whoopie, whoopie, whoop, what's happening with your car? Like, I've been your friend since ninth grade. Your daddy only acknowledged me in high school. He's like, I know your father wouldn't have you out here with this man that isn't even checking right. the tire pressure. And I was like, shit, you're right. So on that two and a half hour drive, like back home, I reevaluated my whole life and like got back and couldn't see that dude anymore because yeah. like, right. How you out here letting me my tire could have fought anything could have happened. You just let me be out here and that to be fair, to his credit, we do usually take, or we did at the time, usually take his car. Like, we never even got in my car. But Stu's point was like, yeah, he never should have let you get on the road with your tires in this position. Right. He should have checked it before you got. Even if you don't ride in your car, he should be taking your car to get the maintenance done. Which, by the way, yeah. Preston, my ex-husband, still did until we moved to Texas. So Preston would still come by once in a while and be like, I know she's not getting her oil changed. I know she's not doing the shit she's supposed to be doing. Let me go take this car. Right. I have, listen, and, and it's not, you know, anything with a motive or sexual or anything like that, but that's what good friends do. So if your friends are willing to do that for you, whoever you fucking should be doing at least, at least that. Right. Like, you know, I'm, I'm from Jersey, guys. We, we know this. I'm from Jersey. I do not know how to pump gas. Like, I... <laughs> Lovely, okay? Hold on, this is very ghetto, but I need a 30-second interlude so I can switch recordings. I'm hitting start now. We're good. <laughs> so you don't know how to pump gas. I don't know how to pump gas at all, okay? I don't try. I don't want to know. Um, it's ghetto for me. I called the first time I actually tried to pump gas. Like, I called my dad, and I was like, all four of the pumps are wrong. And he was like, how dumb are you? Like, <laughs> all four can't be wrong. It's you. But... <laughs> Thank you. We can't do this. We we cannot. 
Virginia at all. Like, and I, right, again, I have really, like, good, solid, platonic relationships with some males, and I could call them anytime for anything, and, you know, it, it wouldn't be nothing. So, if you, if you can't beat that, what are you here for? Like, that's exactly how it comes up. What are you here for? There's no reason. Because you're probably not good enough at, at redacting to justify your existence. Y'all know what's an ongoing theme with me. <laughs> Do you have any other deal breakers besides those? So I, well, also, if you bring up Kevin Samuels to me, we, we can't continue talking. We can't. <laughs> we got enough to talk about. But if you would generally... If you would generally ask me, I would generally tell you my only deal breaker, like everyone who knows me in any capacity, friends, my children, everybody knows the only thing we can't ever come back from is embarrassing me in public. But I'm learning that there are just things that I just didn't even know were real that also belong on that list. Kevin Samuels. I told Kevin Samuels the like bashing black women to me because you think that I'm a different type of black woman so we can do that like. Sir, go to therapy and go heal yourself and work that out. Or go marry that Asian bitch, but you don't need to. You, I feel like preferences are, are preferences, right? Like I have a type. Everybody knows I have a type. I, don't, I deviated a lot in Texas because the, the pickings were slim, but I don't usually deviate from my type. Um, so I'm okay with you having preferences, but you don't have to put down black exactly. women while expressing your preferences, right? Exactly. So self hate is a is a deal breaker for me. Kevin Samuels right, is a deal breaker for me. <laughs> okay, I don't wear a bonnet to bed when I have overnight guests. I do. First of all, I do. Okay. But so I also realized that, like, when Preston and I were married, he worked nights and I worked days, and then he worked in a different city. So I could tie my hair up at night once he left at 9 p.m., and it didn't matter. I remember one time he came home because he um, had forgotten something, and he came home and I had rollers in my hair and a scarf on my head. He was like, What's happening here? And I was like, so you thought this hair, because you know, back then I was wearing my hair straight. So he was like, I was like, so you thought this hair just happened? No, I would never let you see me in a scarf, but I gotta wear a scarf every night. You're just not here. So this is back to this, like, I think I would need separate houses thing, because I don't know how I would navigate that. I recently have navigated it with just like the satin pillowcases, but again, that's for one night, and then you go home for three, and then maybe you go, you know, it's not consecutive nights. I just don't know that I can handle consecutive nights in my house. I don't know. I don't know that life is coming. Ladies, you can still wear your bonnet. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) (laughs) I am an advocate for the bonnet. Not in public, but you know, at home. We can agree there. As long as you're not wearing it out to the corner store, I'm okay. First of all, Deb would slap the mess out of me. Like, I'm literally afraid. (laughs) Yo, Jordan and I have this ongoing argument where Jordan really feels like she should be allowed to wear her bonnet. She'd be like, I'm not impressing these people. I don't care. My hair looks good today, and I don't want to go outside and not look good. I'm like, then you need to stay your ass in the house because you will not be wearing a goddamn bonnet. Then the other day, she was like, she was like, you, not the other day, it was like a month or two ago. She was like, you never ever put on a bra. So you're allowed to be out here with your nipples visible every day, but I can't put on, I can't be outside in a bonnet. She was like, what do you mean? Invisible every day. And she was like, you out here, just be out here, but we talking about my bonnet every day. And I was like, does anybody want a 13 year old? Okay, my man Jay said you don't care about this. 
He said they don't care about the bonnet. I'm glad they remember that the bonnet is not a deal breaker. Ladies, you heard it from a man right there. The bonnet is not a deal breaker. I just need you to go home in between days so I can alternate. <laughs> That's where I still am in my life right now. job I worked at maybe almost 10 years ago now and this lady she was getting married at the time and I feel like her advice stuck with me she was getting married and she was like you know there's um I will allow for anything to happen once but after once you know because one time can always be a mistake so if it happens once fine we'll you know do what we need to do not that she'll let it go but you know whether it's counseling Hell, whatever needs to be done for whatever issue, uh, they'll do what needs to be done and move on. But if it happens again, then that's when. So her deal breaker was like repetitiveness. So I can I can get with that too. I'm dying at this side eye emoji strand. I think that's in response to, to being a ladder in the bonnet. I'm pretty sure Nino hates bonnets. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. <laughs> you know, listen, as long as it smells good, it should be okay. <laughs> Or maybe it's not a thing. I feel like it is. But I also feel like he might wear a body. <laughs> so somebody in the comments lap two weeks ago when we tried to do this did have, uh, she was like cheating on me more than once. And I was like, yep. Hmm. So the first time, to your, your, your co-worker's point, yeah. the first time we can, there we go, he does sleep with a body. Got it. Um... <laughs> I just felt like I remembered a conversation, but anyway, uh, I misremembered. Sorry. Um, but she was like cheating more than once. Somebody else was like, more than once? Like, it was cool the first time. I'm surprised with me. I'm surprised with you. It was somebody else in the comments when we reshared the response because you, yeah, you were like, nope, once. You done? <laughs> but yeah, more than once. Okay, so maybe that goes to your thing. Like, you know. Maybe she feels like you like, okay, maybe something happened. It was a crazy night, one time, okay. You apologize for it. Uh, if you do it again, then you're not sorry because you're just doing it again. Don't apologize to me because if you do it, I need to not know about it. So don't have a moment of honesty, moment of clarity that you need to share, and maybe I'm sorry. Don't do that. Don't project your bullshit onto me. My mom used to say that if you love somebody, you protect them from your bullshit. Right? Because my mom be on some shit too. My mom and I are, are very similar. Um, and I fully believe that even before I knew my mom well enough for us to have that conversation, right? Like sometimes I'll just use myself. I have been in relationships where I've cheated and it's had nothing to do with the other person. It was just that I wanted a different experience today. So I went to have that experience, right? Like it wasn't that I didn't love you. It wasn't that you weren't great. No, because you're still not fucking different. You're still not doing something. I mean, like you can look different. We can go somewhere different, but you, you're, 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 you're lame is still your lane, right? Um, and I fully believe that if you love somebody, you keep your shit from them. Like we're all, we're all gonna fuck up at some point, but don't tell me about your bullshit. Because when you tell me about it, that now you put your shit on me. Like, if you love me and we were going to stay and do this anyway, now you gave me an insecurity that I didn't need to have. Now I'm thinking about shit 
I'm, I'm questioning things that you say that don't add up, right? Like, just don't even create questions. Yeah, that is where the questioning and all of that comes from, right? I don't want to do that. Now you know, and you look at them differently. You view everything differently. Right. Yeah. So that's another thing for me, and I don't know if it's a deal breaker, but in any situation, if I feel like I have too many questions that aren't lining up, uh, I'm out. Like, whether we're friends and you're feeling really inconsistent and it makes sense, <laughs> and we're feeling really inconsistent and, like, things aren't making sense or we're dating and, like, your stuff just doesn't lie. Like, I'm not even going to ask you a bunch of questions and put you in a position to lie to me. I'm just tapping out. Great. Well, I think we have reached our something to sip on point. I'm out of liquor. <laughs> you are? Oh my god. I mean, I'm out of liquor in this cup. I didn't walk. I, I meant to bring a refillable thing. That's okay. I meant to too, but I sip slow today. I'm surprised. I slip but... slower than I normally sip, but. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel attached to here. <laughs> but our something to sip on goes back a few weeks ago now. Visible episode, but it goes back to the girl Ari Ari Fletcher. I don't really know who she is. She's somebody on Instagram and Shade Room always posting her. But I know she dates the guy Moneybag Yo. I'm always here for a good ratchet time. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I love this music. You know, uh, I got time today. <laughs> but so the girl Ari, she bought him her man, her boyfriend. 28 acres or 28 less acres of land and it was a conversation on the reel about whether this was too much or crossing the line and i think both hosts lonnie and garcelle we know her as fancy from uh yeah from the jamie Foxx show okay she had stated uh they both said that it was too much now both women were previously married and i also agree with them in that sense as a married woman that that is too much. That is a very lavish gift. I'm not saying that you can't buy lavish gifts for your boyfriend or, you know, common law part, however you identify your significant other. Not that you can't splurge on them, but those type of splurges almost come with a consequence, if you will, because let's say you guys, it's not like you bought them an expensive ass shirt or some Yeezys or some J's or something like that. That's material things that whatever even if you bought a bat an expensive bat but there is um land you know is monetary there is a lot of money that's invested into that and god forbid you guys break up in the long term you're no longer together you can't just take that land back from him is it co-deeded or is it to him it sounds like it so that's the part that's missing but it sounds like she bought it for him and it might only be in his name but why would you want to take it back no, it's not that you would want to take it back, but if you guys are in a relationship, we all know that things get very ugly and can get very petty when you break up. But that's not something that you can take back. And if he can make, he can make a huge profit off of that land later on in life, and you'll have no entitlement to that. And so I think that's the place that the ladies from the real might have been coming from. And mm -hmm. then there is usually when you're married and you purchase something like that, there's some type of shared equity that's involved. But you don't have any entitlement to that later on in life if you aren't together. And so for her, that's a very huge expense that is gracious. It, it's nice, but at the same time, it's something 
that is a lot for somebody that's not married or if you didn't draw up those type of paperwork or, you know, anything to still include yourself with any equity later on that can be involved in that. Yeah, I feel like I disagree. And I do agree with me, you know, he's like, is it our place to determine what's too much for someone else's relationship? Yeah, I generally feel that way about celebrity news. I feel like if it works for you, it works for you. But I feel like if I gave you something, in this case, land, presumably he had mentioned something about some dream, right, with some land. I wanted you to have it. And I've never broken up with, stopped talking to, stopped dealing with somebody and wished them well, right? Or wished them ill, right? So if I wanted you to have it when we were together, I still want you to have it when we're not. Do whatever you said you were going to do. I mean, like, the money is spent, right? Like, I, it wasn't ever a thing that I was intending to build on. Matter of fact, somebody asked me the other day because I sent him um, a listing for land here, and he's like, do you want to build? And I was like, absolutely not. I just told y'all I don't want to build nothing. Um, but I, I just feel like if I wanted you to have it, it was not conditional on, like, me benefiting from it, right? Like, I, I wanted you to do what you wanted to do and live out your dreams, provide the experience. It's the same thing as, like, loaning money, right? Like, if you yeah. if, if I send you money, I would like the money back if we agree that you, you're going to give it back. But I also but don't loan out money that I can't afford right. to, to like write. Most people don't have encompass that thought of, okay, I'm going to give you this money, and if I don't get it back, fine. And most people, I want it back. I need it back. Where's my money? And so it's in my mind, it's the same concept for this. Like, I bought this for you because we were on good terms. And mm. now that we're not, I want it back. There are a lot of people. People give engage, want engagement rings back. People want, they want a lot of stuff back. So I'm saying that is a huge, Quavo means sweetie gives the Bentley back. <laughs> there are a bunch of things that, yes, when you're doing it, it's a brand gesture. It's very nice. But majority of the people do not have that same sentiment when things are over. Yeah, that just feels really petty to me and a level of petty that I don't want to be because now what I'm going to do with this land? Like, I didn't, I'm not the one who wanted land. I want, you know, I just. I don't disagree with you. I think that's where I was saying, I think that's where Garcelle and Lonnie were coming from in the sense of she is still very young. I believe she's in her 20s and they aren't married. And it's a sense of, okay, this was a nice gesture for you up front, but long term, are you still going to feel the same way? Are you going to be an autumn? That's like, I bought it for you. That's, you know, you do what you want with it. I wish you well with it. Or are you going to be petty Betty and be Quavo and be like, I bought you the family and I put icy on the engraved the seats and now I want it back. Right? That doesn't make sense. Right. But that's the reality of everyday life. Yeah, none of it makes sense. If I ever bought you something, it's yours. <laughs> right? Like, I do give back. First of all, I don't really accept gifts, really. But, like, if I take someone's clothes, for instance, you know, if I wear your clothes or whatever, I give things back just because I don't want them laying around my house, but I've never been like, I want, there's there's one exception and I don't know if this person is still watching, but I, I do have several articles of clothing that belong to a person that is probably not getting his clothing back. I'm um, taking all the South and putting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if y'all, is that, is that like, if y'all don't work, you're taking all of the cities or is it just period y'all live in the same house? Cause y'all live in the same house, that doesn't count. Jordan basketball shorts that I've never gave back. 
glad we actually recorded properly. Can you imagine? Go figure. So, all this education and we struggling with record. All this education. <laughs> Thank y'all for being uh, engaged. It makes it more fun. Thanks for participating and hanging out with us. If you want to again on Spotify. So, <laughs> see you guys. Have a wonderful weekend.